This is an interesting way to start things off. It barely hears what's going on. <laughs> All I can hear is the crunching of feet. Okay, can you hear me now? That's better. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> oh boy. Um, feet apologies. crunching. So technical... like, wow. Oh, look, yeah, just trying out some new uh, state-of-the-art special effects. I learned some um, special effects made easy tips from Kazakhstan. I thought you might just might have been like Curb Stomp and Morrissey or something. Oh, dude. One can only wish for it. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. It's fucking rat o'clock. Woo! Indeed it are. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, dude, I, I just read, I don't know if you've read it yet, the new uh, World's Finest Teen Titans, I think it's called, or just Teen Titans. I just got it today. It looks really good. It is fun, fun, and fun. It's a four-part limited series, and uh, let me say, part one kicks off to a good start. Well, the uh, world's finest um, Batman-Superman series has been really good. Mm. Like, it's it's just been loads of fun. It's been, yeah, just, just good fun, like, just the sort of classic, you know, 80s, 90s fun sort of adventure, you know. I think that... Yeah, I think Superhero this is the kind of fun stuff, we like, need right now. Well, yeah, you know, no big crossovers, no big, like, just, you know, it's just, like, the the, the characters at their absolute best, like, just yeah. the classic versions of them, just, you know, doing the untold tales thing. Like, I'm really digging it. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Hey, quick question. Did you have, have, have you got, uh, have you had any success? Me, my speech impediment. Um, have you had success getting big game issue two? Or is uh, there some global conspiracy preventing this from happening? I haven't got issue one yet. Same here. Waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but, I'm waiting for it to, to drop. I have not... Um, I've got to, I'll have to ask my shop about that. <clears throat> my beloved comic shop that, that shall not be named... Um, had pre-orders up for issue three, which I ordered, but I'm like, well, where's number two? Yeah, so, well, I mean, I've I just uh, with well with my shop, I just go like, you know, yeah, I want this monthly, and they're like, yep, cool. Mm. Okay, cool. All right, I'm just wondering. I was just thinking, oh, maybe there's a conspiracy out there. Anyway, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> could um, could could Morrissey be trying to interrupt our, our flow of comics? Is he? Is he? Is he? Has he? Uh, has he got some sort of grudge now that we've been ragging on him for well over a year and a bit? Us rag on Maury? No. <laughs> I mean, we never I really do think that. Of it as ragging. I think of it as just like telling the truth. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's all we're doing is providing a service to the general public and saying, guys and girls, please listen. Maury is bad for your health. Well, we're just putting information out there, and you know, if people don't. Um, People don't pay attention to it, or they do. It's not really on us, is it? Yeah, no, well, that's right. That's exactly right. So it's up to the public to decide, and, and we're just providing the facts. That's all we are. <laughs> just the facts, baby. Just the facts. Uh, like... Cool. Um, so, oh, fuck, I was trying to catch, I was trying to remember you, some of your posts this week. Ah, oh, fuck. No, nah, it's gone. I did, um, 
Oh my god! So I saw Necker. Speaking of conspiracies, Necker seemed to have a conspiracy to um, keep their fingers in my wallet because they're really. Just, oh, dude, they've just announced Ultimate Flash Gordon figures. Oh, those bastards! How, from the movie, how dare they? How um, dare they? They've what? Have, what have they? They've announced so far. They've announced Flash, which just looks superb. Right. Um, like, I mean, if you've seen any of the ultimate NECA figures, like, they're just fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, they've announced Flash, uh, Ming, and Voltan from the Hawkman. Oh, man. And, dude, they look fucking rad. Oh, man. <laughs> they look so goddamn rad. Apparently, they're not shipping till January. So I'm just like, oh, I think I need a second job or to start dating yeah. old men, one of the two. Maybe sell body parts or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, not mine, of course, but you know, no, no. someone's. <laughs> any Mori fans out there wanting to, uh, you know, part ways with any of your. Uh, Vital organs? Yeah, I'd probably have to kill a lot of them because I, I think, yeah. you know, being a Morrissey fan, like, devalues your organs at some point. Yeah, possibly because it's, it's uh, chances are it's contaminated with dead flowers residue. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You just yeah. never know, man. All, all, that, all that shitty music just seeps in and just makes yeah. it hot. Yeah, that's it, man. You know, you get, you're going for a fucking kidney transplant. You, you come out fucking wearing bloody... Polyester fucking jumpers, yeah, sweaters like and shit. Hot polyester kidneys or some shit. Yeah, who knows, man. Um, dude, speaking of Flash Gordon, I, that just made me think of something I wish I had. Um, the Defenders of the Earth action figures. I love that Flash Gordon figure. I've got um, Flash, Ming, and the Phantom. Of course um, you do. I'm, I'm still waiting for him to drop. Oh, dude, I, I loved Defenders of the Earth. And dude, I, how fucking rad was it? I had, um, when I was a kid, I had, I never had Flash Gordon, um, mm. but I had the Phantom Defenders of the Earth figure. <sighs> and he was awesome. Oh. I fucking loved him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as soon as, as soon as NECA dropped those Defenders figures, I was fucking on that shit like Mori on I mean, a polyester sale. Dude, how, how much of a cool super group were they for the cartoon era, dude? I mean, besides Super Friends and that, like, like seriously, these, these cats were the real deal, right? Oh, man, and it was just such a good show. And, I mean, Stan, the, the theme song slapped and Stan Lee wrote the lyrics to it. So, like, how much cooler oh, can you get? You can't get much cooler than that, dude. I actually had a couple of issues of the comic book, man. It was dope. Yeah, I, I think I had a few as well, like the Marvel run of it. Like, um, yeah, I, I had a couple of them. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm still waiting for him to drop like Mandrake and and Lofa. Because oh, I'm like, I dude, I, I, I've got to have the full set. <laughs> yeah, I just got and um, and even um, Flash's missus, she'd be in it too, right? And the kid. No, well, they haven't announced the kids yet. Like they've they've mm. got like the the core like four defenders, and sure. Ming and one of the ice robots. Okay, cool. So Damn. I'm waiting to see if they do anything more with it because, mm. like, yeah, I mean, like you know, you had Flash's kid and and fucking Phantom's daughter and shit. Yeah, um, yeah, Kit and what? Ah, uh, who knows? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Jet, Jet, Jetta was the Phantom's daughter. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool, man. Like, <clears throat> dude, that, that was just like, I don't know. It was a it was a good-looking cartoon, and the figures, when I saw them, I just, I lost my mind. I was like, man, these are fucking rad, dude. 
Oh, dude, they're they're awesome. Like mm. they're, they're so cool. Yeah, yeah, dude, kids. If you haven't if you haven't checked out Defense, uh, Defenders of the Earth, fucking check it out, man. It's fucking cool. It's yeah, really cool. it was it was rad, and I mean, I always like yeah, <laughs> I, I always uh, kind of wish that like you know they'd added a few more characters to it. I was like, oh, just, you know, chuck in like fucking Doc Savage, Tarzan. Zorro, yeah. Shadow, like, you know. Yeah, that, that would have made for some cool cameos, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, that would have been great. Wow, one can only dream. Um, cool, man. <laughs> so, reading much else this week? Um, no, I haven't. Um, what have I been catching up on? I caught up on... Um, Caught up on X Men, which it's been nice. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else did I catch up on? I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to think. I've been I... reading. Um, oh god, I read oh. Sea Hulk. Oh yeah, great. It's a fun series. I honestly don't know why I'm collecting it, but I'm reading it, and it's. I don't know. It's just kind of a like a daytime soap opera, but with superpower beatdowns. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, I have read. Um, I've been reading the. Um, I've been getting the original New Mutant series in oh, like nice. the Epic Collection. So yeah, I've, yeah, uh, cool. Been, been just catching up on the latest one of it, which is just you know just, just good fun. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I never really read the New Mutants as a kid. Like I, I sort of got a few yeah. issues here and there. Um, I didn't really read it until, um, and you know, people can give you shit for this all they want, but I never really read it until Rob Liefeld took over. You know what? Well, that, that's pretty fair, dude, because, you know, it's the same with like a lot of Spider-Man fans that jumped on the bandwagon when Todd McFarlane jumped in, mm. you know, a lot of people converted and you know, it's, it, the list goes on, man. It's like, yeah. Well, just, see, yeah. when, when Liefeld took over, um, I, I was I sort of started getting interested in it because I really liked um, New Mutants history lesson here, kids. Yeah, here um, we go. The uh, X Factor kids like Richter, Boom Boom, and all them. Yeah, um, Sunspot. Joined, that. Yeah, they joined like Cannonball, Sunspot, and the rest mm-hmm. of the New Mutants team. Mm-hmm. And when Liefeld took over, like they sort of became like a definitive part of the team. And the thing is, man, people can shit on Rob Liefeld's art all they want. And look, I'm I'm not going to defend Rob Liefeld. Like, he's got his issues. Um, but, man, the thing is, when you were a kid, you, that art was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely rad. And, you know, you hadn't really seen anything like it outside of, like, anything that hyper-detailed. Because, I mean, this was when, like, you know... Like, Art Adams was pretty much the only one that had really done stuff that detailed. And then, like, you know, then the sort of really kind of heavily detailed bit, like McFarlane, Jim Lee, Will Sportatio, Mark Silvestri, all those guys, like, started mm. coming up. So, yeah, I, um, I'm i just kind of digging, like, diving back into all the stuff. Like, I think I'd read, like, the Demon Bear stuff and all that sort of shit. Um, like, but I really didn't read New Mutants frequently, so it's been mm. kind of cool to check that out. It's always fun when you find a, a fun, a fun title that's not only just yeah fun to read, but just when you've got a really cool artist or writer or or duo that produces a just a really addictive fun read. Um, and there's there's been a few lately. I 
I'm not good at remembering names and faces, but uh, at the moment, uh, i got to bring his name up again. Old Tom Taylor, man, he's got the magic touch. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm digging this new... Um, are you reading the new um, Adventures of Superman? The John Kent one? Absolutely. It's, it's been really fun. good. Mm, I'm loving it. That uh, that latest issue uh, that I read was with the uh, Injustice Damien, I believe. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun, dude. Um, I'm loving... Uh, I'm just loving that whole... Yeah, quest to save the uh, other John Kent. It's um, yeah, it's been yeah, pretty cool. It's it's been very cool. Um, mm. and the uh, current run of Daredevil is fucking rad. I can I can smell a segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I I would never. But since you mentioned you, you, Jake, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't read the new Daredevil, but dude, like, the last, what, year or two of Daredevil has just been phenomenal, man. Oh, yeah, dude, it's been great. It's been absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's exciting, dude. Um, like, yeah, cannot say enough good stuff about it. Daredevil is just one of those comics that I think just brings out the best in whoever's on it. I think so, too, man. Like, I mean, what, did you have a favorite run of Daredevil, like? Because I kind of um, love the Frank Miller stuff, dude. Well, my one of my my favorite comics of all time. I have two like absolute. These are my. If anyone says like, "What's your favorite comic of all time?" It's one of these two. One's The Crow, and the other one is Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli on Daredevil for Born Again. Yeah, like that is like one of my all time. Like the the original Frank Miller run that he was writing and drawing was fucking great, but um. Yeah, that that Born Again run was just phenomenal. Um, but, I mean, there's been so many. Like, mm. I mean, uh, Anne Nascienti and John Romita Jr.'s run was fantastic. <clears throat> um, David, um, oh, not David, uh, Dan Chichester and Lee Weeks had a great mm-hmm. run. So did Scott McDaniel with Chichester. Um Fucking Bendis and the Leaves run. Um, nice. Yeah, like there's a there's, few. There's been like there. I don't think there's really a bad Daredevil one. Well, I mean, it's pretty hard to fuck up a, a good character like Daredevil, dude, right? And, well, um, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like Daredevil's like quite literally my favorite Marvel character that's not X Men related. It's it's yeah, like I mean, he he's always. In, in many ways, I kind of, I don't know why, but I kind of liken him a little to Nightwing in certain aspects. Like, just, you know. Because <laughs> they're, they're both pussy hounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that too. But, no, but, like, you know, like, uh, Nightwing always had Bloodhaven. Daredevil has Blood uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know. Like, they're just, I don't know. There's, there's certain parallels between the characters and it just makes them really likable. And they're just their acrobatic skills and uh, combat skills is just yeah it's really cool man really i really dig it yeah well i mean for me it's just like i i just love daredevil as a character like i just i just love his you know no give up kind of attitude. yeah like and he's got yeah. one of the coolest origin stories too right well yeah and um you know i mean i just love that he's just he's just one of those classic 
you know, like I love that the character is so deeply rooted in like New York and, mm. you know, being a street level hero. Like I just really yeah. like that. Fuck yeah. And it, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, it's pretty cool that uh, we, we have a character like him that's celebrated as much as he is today. You know, we've got Daredevil Born Again, the TV series coming very soon. I can't wait to see a trailer for that. Um, the, the Daredevil TV series was awesome as it was. But, Jake, did you know back in 2003, <laughs> 20 years ago, there was a movie? Did I know that? Uh, possibly. Uh, I possibly knew that. I was possibly, like, hanging on fucking every fucking second waiting for that movie to show up. I possibly saw that movie first session opening day. <laughs> and there you go, kids. That is the basis of this week's rad movie. It's Daredevil. Woo! From 2003. Celebrating a huge anniversary. And this movie, if you haven't seen it, change that attitude, man. Because this is one of those movies that came out at an at a interesting time. And uh, I got to say, man, there's a lot of love for this movie. I uh, actually fucking adore this movie. Um, Same. And it's one of those things where it's like, I... Do I adore this movie because it's a good movie? Or do I adore this movie because I just love Daredevil as a character? Who knows? Who cares? That's right, man. This is a little a bit great... of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Dude, this is a great movie adaptation of the character, man, because it's just it's uh, man, it just it's just a great looking movie with a kick ass soundtrack and a cool cast. Well, I mean, look, the thing is, um, you know, which we'll we'll talk about. We'll get into that soon. Mm. But I mean, God bless this movie. Um, I feel. Look, I love it. I'm mm. not going to say it does not have some faults because it does. Um, <clears throat> the biggest fault with this movie is that they try to fit way too much into one movie. But that being said, I do think they do it relatively successfully. I, I have an, uh, an agreement with you on this as well. I think it's the kind of movie that forces the hand of content deeply because of the richness of the characters and their relationships with Daredevil. I'm just grateful that we didn't get a movie that get, um, gave us irrelevant characters, you know, which um, Marvel has done a fair <laughs> bit of in recent times. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, mm, Kevin Feige, mm, we're looking at you, buddy. Colonel. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Moon Knight. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, but Daredevil, man, they, 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 I think they kicked the goal with this movie, dude. Well, um, I mean, look, it's yeah. a fucking, I mean, look, the thing with this movie is you cannot, you cannot at all say that this movie is not faithful to the character because mm. there are scenes in this movie there are shots in this movie that are pulled straight from the comics yep damn straight like quick I mean, uh, oh yeah yeah Continue. yeah no go go, go oh, synopsis fine synopsis okay <laughs> attorney matt murdoch 
played by Ben Affleck, is blind, but his other four senses function with superhuman sharpness. By day, Murdoch represents the downtrodden. At night, he is Daredevil, a masked vigilante, a relentless avenger of justice. When Wilson Fisk, played by Michael Clark Duncan, hires Bullseye, played by Colin Farrell, to kill Daredevil, Murdoch must rely on his own senses and search out the conspirators against justice, which may include his own girlfriend, Electra, played by Jennifer Garner. Ta-da! <laughs> they just get better every week, don't they? Thanks, man. I've been working on it. But um, yeah, dude, like there, there are certain little flaws in this film that, that can be forgiven as well. Look, but, the, yes. the, my, my my issues with this movie are number one. Um, look, <laughs> my my biggest issue with this movie. Is yes. the playground fight between Matt and Electra fucking sucks. It's terrible. Dead. It is so fucking lame and cheesy, and it is yeah. a misstep in an otherwise great movie. Uh, I can see my... why they did it. Well, that's the thing. I, I get why they did it. I get what they were going for. Yep. But it's like, it, it's... It stands out like dog's balls in the theatrical mm. version. In the director's cut, which is way grittier, mm-hmm. it really stands out. It's just like, I, oh, dude. I took your advice and I recently rewatched the movie on de- on the director's cut. And, uh, yeah, this is a, a bit of a drawn-out moment in the movie that um, is a little unnecessary. But to the naive that haven't, you know, got experience with the, the world of Daredevil and don't understand the, or have read the comics, they'd probably go, oh, that's a really nice scene, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's just a bit too fucking cutesy for this Well, movie. some of Jennifer Garner's little acrobatic leaps are just a little too acrobatic, Well, if you know what I mean. Well, here's the other problem with this movie is that some of the siege – look, look – there are moments like that first moment when Matt suits up and goes running across the oh, rooftops to the bar so good. So is good. fucking perfect. Like mm-hmm. it is so great. That end moment when he leaps off the roof mm-hmm. and Yule kicks in is just mm-hmm. like gives me a daredevil bar. Oh, um yeah. major the, some of some of the acrobatic scenes because they've used CG with them, like particularly it's really noticeable in the fight with Bullseye yeah. um in the church. Yep. looks really fucking cod and just looks like, oh, gravity apparently has ceased to exist. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, and that's, look, that is just purely down to early 2000s digital work. I think so. But in defense of that also, compared to some movies where that we have talked about in recent times from that same period, some of the CG looks a little cringe in, in certain ways um, and it's hard to avoid. Whereas in Daredevil, I don't feel like it. It's an obvious flaw. It just, it's just, I don't know. One of those things you really, if you're I, watching for it, you see it. I think for me, like the first time I saw it, I I was just so caught up in the movie, it didn't bother me. Yeah, um, same. But because I've seen this movie so many times, mm. and because there are those scenes at the start that are so well done, mm. the the moments where it's a little bit naff, kind of, you go. Ooh, just, yeah. you know, oh, guys, just honestly, stuntmen would have been much better. Yeah. Um, 
the the I mean that that's the thing. Like my gripes with this movie, aside from the fucking playground fight, um, <laughs> I, I, I hate. I'm sorry, I hate that playground fight. It is so cringeworthily bad. <laughs> like when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, it's a bit meh. But over recent, the last twenty years, every yeah. time I watch it, I hate it a little bit more. Um, I, thought, I thought you were going to say you had a problem with Jennifer Garner's green contacts. They <laughs> stick out like dog's balls. I can live with that. Um, you I mean, okay the, with that? Honestly, the, the, I, the director's cut of this movie is fucking brilliant. Like, it's, it so, it's it light is. years ahead of yeah, the theatrical version. I'm, um, I'm very happy that I got to see the director's cut. Yeah, well, I mean, and my, my only other gripe with it is that, like, it... Because it's trying to cram so much Daredevil history into, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, they've left out some fairly important stuff like stick training Matt. That is one of my massive things that I, as I watched the movie again, I went, oh yeah, where's stick? Well, that's kind of the thing. It's like, so Matt just learned to be this fucking badass ninja on his own. Yeah. Just trained uh, himself. Electra learned to be like, she was just like, I'm going to go out. My dad's dead. I'll, I'm going to go buy a couple of size and have a training montage to Evanescence. And uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That was pretty funny, that scene. Um, you know, it's, it's just sort of like, oh man, if you just, if you just put stick in there, like you could have, you could have just, you could have like not even bothered to really explain him and just alluded to you stuff know, with you the hand. Yeah, you know what was missing in that, you know, besides Stick, was um, casting Lance Hen- Henriksen to play Stick. Well, exactly. Like, he would have been perfect. I mean, look, Scott Glenn was perfect in the Netflix Scott Glenn, series. Fantastic. But, you know. Uh, but Lance I Henriksen just, in 2003 would have been a great Lance Hen- Henriksen in 2003 would have fucking killed it. Right. Absolutely killed it. Just um, the right age and look for it. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, 100%. Yep. But I mean, those, those are sort of my only minor gripes. I mean, there's there's so much to love in this. Like, it it pulls like I mean, that fucking opening shot is like taken directly from Joe Casada's cover to yeah. like I think it was like issue three of him and Kevin Smith's run. Um, yeah. you know, you got you got so much cool stuff in there that like you've got Josie's Bar and Grill. You know, there's so many characters that are named after, like, famous Daredevil creators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Favreau as Foggy Nelson. Was oh, dude, he was great. Chef's Kiss, he was fantastic. Joey Pants as Ben Urich was fucking perfect cast. Fantastic cast. He was awesome. He's great in everything. Yeah. And I was just so psyched when they cast him as Ben Urich. I was just like, oh, my God, that's perfect. I think he played the role to a T, man. Like, couldn't have picked a better actor to pull that character off. Man. He was great. I mean, the other thing is, like, Affleck, man. Affleck. Affleck. Is great. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he, this is the thing that – one thing that really does piss me off about this movie mm. is that fucking comic fans nowadays shit on this movie. I was there, like – They're all Morrisites, dude. Well, dude, I was there when – there's this whole – revisionist history that comic fans do now that the MCU is a thing where they're like, yeah. oh, everything pre-MCU just sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. And it's like, 
No, it wasn't. I remember when these movies came out, and I remember you fuckers were dropping to your knees and fucking rolling your jaw around, ready to slobber on them. Yeah, because exactly. they were so good. Like you yeah. did it with, you did it with Daredevil, you did it with Tom Jane's Punisher, you did it with X Men, mm-hmm. all the Spider Man movies, Hulk, like everything. Like pretty much yeah. the only movie that everyone agreed sucked back in the day was Halle Berry's Catwoman. Like. Yeah, let's let's hope we never do an episode about that one. Uh, I don't. I'm not rewatching that, man. I'm sorry. No, if, I, if, I, if, I, if anyone wants thing, an episode on Halle Berry's Catwoman, nah, you're going to be listening yeah. to a, a one-person podcast because yeah. eh, <laughs> homie, don't play that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> Anywho, moving back. But I mean, Affleck was so good in this. I mean, and he was phenomenal. It just captures Daredevil perfectly. It's like, Matt goes out, like, you know, that bar fight was fucking yeah. kick-ass. Like, fantastic. You know, um, and it's that, that scene when he comes home and, like, you oh, know, he's fucked man. up. His girlfriend breaks up with him on the phone. He's pulling yep. a tooth out. He's, like, yep. just busted to shit. That, like, that, is that was good, man. Perfect Matt Murdock. Yeah, that, is, that, that was, is the essence of that character. Yeah, I agree, man. There was there was so much to love about, like, the, the Murdoch's fucking fucking hideout, man. Like, just just the the, the expo- I, I love the balance between Daredevil and Matt Murdoch. I love. I thought they balanced that really well in this film. You know, like well, just all I mean, the braille and stuff. That was cool. Yeah. I, I mean, and look, I know Affleck. Like, there's a great feature on the DVD or Blu-ray. Um, mm. The, where they have uh, a blind guy that consulted on the movie and, like, helped Affleck, like, get it down. Um, and I think he does a great job. Um, I think he I mean, played a superb job of a blind man. That whole uh, subplot that gets cut out of the theatrical cut where they're looking into the murder of that uh, sex worker... Mm. It's brilliant. Like, when they go to the house, like, you know, when Matt's, like, getting into his fucking, his fucking sensory deprivation tank and go to sleep and, like, he yeah. can hear her dying and you see, yeah. her, like, you know, like, yeah, it's, dude, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's a lot to love about his portrayal of the character. Um, and, yeah, fuck, I, I just can't believe people hate on it. Uh, it's almost like as if, it's like they're the same idiots that hate on Nickelback just because Nickelback, you know? Like, it's like, come on, guys. He played the role fucking pristine perfect. Well, look, to be fair, if I ever hear the hero song from the original Spider-Man movie soundtrack ever again, it'll be too soon. I'm going to serenade it to you when we get to our Spider-Man episode, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we may have connection issues at that point. Uh, my phone may drop out. Sorry, what? 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 Yeah, it's, it's a, a Kazakhstanian takeover. Yeah, it's nice. I, I thought I heard hero save us fucking what? wings and eagle bullshit. Um, Josie Scott, dude, what were you doing? You you could have yeah. done so much better. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, there's some great cameos in this. Um, fucking, I mean, Kevin Smith playing the fucking morgue, dude. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, he was Kevin great. Smith popping up. I mean, Stan Lee. Well, my, my other Stan Lee. My other minor gripe um, was I thought they did great with Matt's origin. I just wish they'd put the scene in with him saving the blind guy from the truck. Yes. I, but there, there's, yeah, the flaws in this are minimal. That being said, this is an early 2000s superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And 
as we all know, in like it was a carry on from the nineties. It's like Hollywood had this thing where everything has to be connected, which is why, Oh fuck. You know, we find out at the end that the Kingpin killed Matt's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like the Joker killing Batman's parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just a trope of Hollywood at the time. That's what they did back then. Like now, and I find it hard. Like it's a, it's a minor gripe for me. It's yeah. Like, uh, that was kind of, you didn't have to do that. But I don't hate it because it's like, well, that was just what superhero movies did back then. Like, you know, it was a carryover from like Batman 89. I was like, oh, it's like some exec sitting there stroking his dick going, no, I'm so clever. Everything's connected. Like, yeah. And his dad has to work for the mob and that's why he gets blind. But then the mob kill his dad. So the mob ruined his life and he gets revenge at the end. Oh, fuck, I'm clever. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Okay, go fucking go pay an extra 300 bucks to use their likeness rights for perpetuity, you fucking douchebag. Don't smoke oh, crack, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let, let me ask you. Go like, cast Halle Berry as Catwoman. Just yeah, yeah. go do your thing. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, fuck, casting choices are interesting back in the early 2000s and the 90s, as we've seen on many a case. But this one's an interesting one. Um, it's a two-part question of sorts, but that 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 whole connection with the the murder of um, yeah, Batlin um, Jack Jack Murdoch, um, having the kingpin deliver the killing blow, I thought that was an interesting move. On my, you know, I thought that was kind of cool, but also the other thing was Michael Duncan Clark has the kingpin. Um, oh yeah, Michael Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like what, interesting cast choice. He's fucking great. I mean, this I star power was, was sharp. Great man, like he was fantastic. He was awesome. Um, look, you know, D'Onofrio does a great job in the TV series, but yeah. I really thought Michael Clark Duncan just fucking brought it as the kingpin. Like I thought he was fantastic. Well, um, let's let's be honest. Let, let's let's point out the obvious here. I mean. Yeah, okay. We can all be that that elitist nerd and go, oh, but the the kingpin is actually white. But it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter in this film. Like, it it works. Matter because look, whether the kingpin is is African American or white, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The the crux of the character is that he was a poor kid that essentially pulled himself up by his bootstraps to become yep. this kingpin of crime. And I love um, that his character mentions that in the film as well. I love that. That was fucking cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a nice, I thought it was a really nice touch, you know, that mm. like that little bit at the end where, you know, he's talking to, I mean, look, Leland Orsa as Wesley, dude, fucking, yeah, he you, was are, great, right? you are fantastic in this. Um, yeah. That moment where he's like, you know, I was raised in the Bronx. This is something you wouldn't understand. Where he's like, you know, getting ready to like face off against Matt is like, yeah. dude, that was like rad. I'm sorry, that was awesome. Like that, that, I mean, that, that moment such, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, he is such a big physical presence in this movie. Well, um, that was the other thing I wanted to point out. I mean, who else in in Hollywood could you think of at that time that could play a role like that? Well, that's exactly it. Like, and I mean, that's the thing. You're like, you know. It's the kingpin. It's not like you just you can't just go. Oh, we just get a fat guy. It's like no, the kingpin's not actually a fat dude. Like he's, he's a, a muscly he's a, dude. Like all of that's muscle. Like, yeah, 
And, it's been routinely established in the comics. Yeah, and who they picked was, in my opinion, the perfect physical specimen for I that role. He was fantastic, honestly. Yep. Like, I don't think it matters a shit that he wasn't a white dude. Exactly. Like, it's I, like, it's just such a small minor detail that can honestly, yeah. I mean, he's, he's so great in it. Like, I just, his oh, vo- I mean, look, Michael Clark Duncan's always great. And like, his voice, like, that moment, I love that moment where they're at the party and he's talking to Matt and Foggy and he's like, yeah. oh, no one's innocent. He's like that, that booming voice. It's just like, oh, yeah. Do like, I, How good was that? Yeah. And just, you know, the fact that he's just like, you know, rocking the cigar the whole time. Like, oh, that's yeah, cigar, man. Just, just and I love, I love the touch with the rose as well. Mm. Like whenever he just, you know, put put a rose down on, on each victim was well, I mean, great, man. The other thing that, you know, this movie pulls so much from is Frank Miller and John Romita Jr.'s uh, Man Without Fear run. Like there's mm. so many touches. From... Funny enough, too, sorry to cut in there, but uh, Frank Miller makes a little cameo in the film yes. too. Yes, he does. Pencil <laughs> on the head. Like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, I was that was that was so rad for me. Like, I was I was in the cinema going, oh, "That's Frank." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very cool. Like, it's funny. I I just thought I'd add that on to what you were saying about the the Frank Miller run. But continue with that, please. But yeah, like it, it pulls so much from um, Miller and John Romita Jr.'s uh, "Man Without Fear" miniseries, which was like you know Frank Miller's. Big exploration of Daredevil's origin. Um, and like, you know, there's so many moments in there, like with Matt and his dad and like, you know, all, all that stuff with his origin. Like, you know, I'm, look, I, I'm just, you know, just put it out there. I think Mark Stephen Johnson was a bit of an underrated gem for comic book movies in the early 2000s as a director because he rocked out this and he rocked out Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Like, he was... Yeah, he was dude. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, you know the only you know we've touched on this before, but I think the only thing that stopped this from being a slam dunk is um, fucking movie politics, man. Yeah, honestly, and, and the and the playground fight, and the playground <laughs> fight. Yeah, but again, no, you know, that, I really that's think I, they should yeah, have they should have released film. the director's cut at yeah, the cinema like they that. Should've. They, they should have done that. Um, well, I mean. Really, it's an anniversary. Why not fucking re-release it to the public as a director's cut on the screen? Oh, because I think Marvel are ashamed of it. <laughs> I mean, dude, you've got you've got a TV series about to drop. What better time to fucking you know do a week's run on the cinema screen? You know, it just well, yeah, blows my I, mind. I mean, you know, as far as like early two thousand tropes go, as well, is like you know the fact that Matt kills a dude at the start was yeah. a bit. Again, it's one of those things where it's like I get what they were going for. I get that that was the style of superhero movies at the time, but it's very out of character for Daredevil. Like, it's very, very out of character. Very, very. Um, You know. But again, it's it's taking, it's sort of remixing that moment from um, Man Without Fear where he accidentally kills the sex worker when he's going after the fixer. And then sort of like, you know, has a bit of a freak out about it. Um, so it's, it's sort of remixing that. But again, it's one of those tropes. Like, it's like, you know, oh my God, like, you know, Kingpin's going to hire the fucking 
fucking he's gonna kill your dad and he's gonna kill Electra and fuck it. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's all one dude's ruining your life. Um, which you know they could have just saved to do Born Again as a sequel, but hey. Mm. <laughs> but his um relationships with all the characters, um, I thought that was masterfully played, man. Like the relationship <laughs> between Daredevil, Ben Urich, but also Electra. Well, I mean, like. I love the relationship between Matt and Ben Urich, like seeing the start of their friendship. Um, and I love the ending. I love that nod to that great Very story. Very respectful, man. I yeah. love the nod to that great story where, you know, Urich writes the story of Matt Murdock and yeah. Daredevil and then doesn't publish it out of I, friendship to me. I loved I love that scene where he hits the delete button. Yeah. It's just and just the way it just you're watching it just eat all the words. Yeah. And the music just plays in time with that. I'm like, yeah. Oh it's, wow. it's a great I mean this movie has a great ending. And I mean I lo- I lo- I just love those little moments of comics accuracy because it's like yeah. you know look <sighs> You could argue all day about the success of it, but, you know, this movie does fucking shoot for the stars in terms of adapting some of the greatest comics of all time. 100%, dude. And it it gets there in a lot of ways. It does. Um, and a lot of those great comic moments that you said earlier that are reimagined, like um, one of my favourite scenes was watching, um, it was only a, a brief glimpse, but watching Daredevil you know, wrapped around the, the crucifix up on the church. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that shit. Like, yeah. I love, I love that they include Matt being Catholic. Like, yeah. I thought that know, was interesting. Like, too. I mean, I'm not a religion guy at all, but I love the fact that Daredevil is, you know, a lapsed Irish Catholic. Yeah. Well, it, it's <laughs> From just one lapsed little, Irish Catholic to another. <laughs> it's, it's those little attention to detail moments that just, I don't know, make the movie extra special, right? Mm. And also loved early on with his relationship with his dad too. Like, um, I mean, I I that was kind of cool stuff. Like that, that stuff was great. That's yeah, absolutely great because it's like it just and like I mean, it just nailed the fact that like Jack Murdoch was no saint, but he did his best. Right, and and I'm with you, but like I think the only thing that tarnished that early sequence was. Yes, missing stick, but also just the the chemical spill. Um, yeah, well, it's just you know have, having it be, you know, as a result of seeing his dad working as a collection agent rather than yeah. is generally being a good guy, like being yeah. a good kid. I, I yeah. feel it's like look, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like Matt did a good deed and he got punished for it. <laughs> Yeah, like, which is the essence of Daredevil as a fucking character. Like, if there has been one comic book character that has been through more hell and bullshit than Daredevil, I don't know who it is. Yep, like, I agree. Maybe Moon Knight, but he's crazy, so he doesn't know what he's going through. <laughs> I tell, I tell you what, but you got to love also um, just the relationship between Matt and Foggy. Uh, I love those scenes in the coffee shop between mm. the playful banter, but. I mean, that's just masterful acting between Affleck and Favreau. Um, and I love that we get to see that that um, that whole, you know, how the lawyers work for the people yeah. and yeah. not for the money. Yeah. And yeah. in I the mean, background, all, all the all free stuff. stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff was just fucking spot on. Um, yeah. One thing I do love about the director's cut as well that it takes out is it takes out the fact that, like, in the theatrical cut, 
Matt and Electra, like they have that really great moment on the rooftop in the rain. Mm, that was and good. then like then they bone. And yeah. then it's like, oh my God, we're in love. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we've known each other a week and I'm completely broken up about you being murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the director's cut. It, that they still have that scene in the rain on the rooftop, but then Matt goes off to do Daredevil shit. Yeah. Like they don't sleep together, which I really think adds something to the character because it makes more sense that Matt was starting to have this relationship with this chick that he was really into. And then it got taken away from him. Yeah. I agree. Like rather than like, Oh, we've known each other two seconds, you know, banged by the fireplace. And you know, now we're like a hot item and yeah. oh my God, I've known you 10 minutes and you're the love of my life. Like it yeah. just, like it's so Hollywood. I love that the director's cut removes that completely and the relationship just feels way more true to the characters. i got to say, man, I (laughs) loved um, the death of Electro with Bullseye. I thought that the sigh through her chest was... um, yeah, that was that was a okay. moment cool. from the comics, bro. We're, we're going to have a, a gushy moment here for a Let's minute. Let's have a gushy moment. Because I am uh, in a shock to no one, gay as fuck for Colin Farrell. I think he was fucking brilliant as Bullseye. I yeah. love him as Bullseye. He was, he was perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yep. Just perfect. And he is having <laughs> the time of his fucking life in this movie. What? Like, Man, I gotta love. I you gotta love that line where he turns to Kingpin and says, "One thing, I want a costume too." I thought that was fucking cool. I mean, I love all the stuff in the director's cut with him going through the airport and all that. Like, he is fucking amazing in this movie. He like, brings an energy to this movie and the character that just is so awesome. I could not think of a more Perfect bullseye. I love the outfit. I yep. love the fucking scar on the head. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I love the fact that he just looks like after he kills that dude in the pub and he's yeah. just like looking around and he just looks like a fucking feral animal. It's brilliant. He like, off that psycho look because you, you just learn straight away. This guy is a legit psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking lunatic. Like he's, mm. he's perfect. He is everything bullseye should be like yeah and i mean look bullseye is one of my favorite bad guys of oh, all time. Like, he's one of the best he's, right he's like he's daredevil's fucking saber tooth you know yeah. like he's, yeah. he's he really is yeah um and yeah i mean i just i love how far like colin farrell is just fucking man he is pouring chocolate syrup on every scene and just chewing it up yeah, he owns every scene he's in, man. Yeah, man. Like, and, you know, him and Affleck are a good, like, physical fight together. Like, oh, they're dude, a good man. match for each other. That's like, what I mean. The relationships between characters, this is a good relationship. Affleck and Farrell, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like, the, amazing. The death of Electra is straight out of the comics. It is. Like, it, yeah. is, it is fucking, like, shot for shot. Word yep. for word, they did not change one bit of fucking dialogue there yep. at all. Um, I mean, I, I applauded that that moment so much. It was just like, wow, this is picture perfect. Yeah, like they just completely nailed it. Mm. Absolutely, 100% nailed it. Yep. And I mean, 
I also love, you know, well, in the in the theatrical cut, it's the post credit scene, but it's actually in the movie for the director's cut. Like, seeing Bullseye laid up in the hospital. Oh, like, dude. How I good was, was that? Dude, I was like, I, like, when I saw that in the theatres, like, I was like, oh, God, yes. Like, fucking, yes. Fucking Adamantium Skeleton. Bring him back. Bring him back yep. to the people. Like, just fucking rematch. Um, and I mean, even that scene where <clears throat> Matt pitches him through the front window, yeah, is, like that's again remixing that great moment where him and Bullseye have the fight on the high tension wires of the train line after Alexa's death in the comics, and Matt just drops him, dude. Like, so fucking good. It's just like there's so many great like, if not direct moments from the comics in this movie, then moments that echo or remix bits from the comics that, like, I mean, as, as a fan, if you're a fan of Daredevil and you don't love this movie, um, I question how many Daredevil comics you've read. Um, because I think, look, I, I mean, I love Daredevil. Like, I fucking adore it. Like, the only other person I know that loves Daredevil more than me is my friend Jared. Um, who literally has every Daredevil comic ever. Um, pretty much. Like, he's got from number one onwards. Like, he... Uh, like, yeah. We've been friends for, like, fuck, man, since, like, the early 90s. And he's always just been a massive, hardcore Daredevil nut. Um, That's cool, man. And, um... Yeah. Um, like... I just, you know, how, I don't know how you can you can have minor gripes with this movie as a hardcore ah, fan dude, of the character. They're minuscule. They're but, minuscule. You this know, is one aside, of the better adaptations. Well, the thing is, man, it's like aside from the playground fight, you can't really pick too many bones with this movie. And, <laughs> like, the play, you know? and, and uh, to be fair, like the playground fight, I mean, from a fan's perspective, yes, why? But as a as a as a regular movie watcher, you watch it and you kind of just enjoy the playfulness of it. And you, I don't, I don't yeah. think I know, like, I know whether you could because I, I can't take myself out of like the critical thinking of like, oh, this is just I, way I, too. I totally understand. Cutie for yeah, this movie because yeah. it's like you know. Like ten minutes before this, like Matt's going to sleep and yeah. envisioning a dead woman crawling towards him. It's he's a just weird he's, he's let a guy die on the train tracks. He's come home. His girlfriend's broken up with him. He's battered and bruised. He's pulling teeth out and chewing Vicogen, Vicodin like they're fucking jelly beans. Yeah, and then he like has this super cutesy fight with the kids cheering him on in the playground with electric. Like, we're we're flirting on seesaws. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those Hollywood moments that's that's notoriously um, executed so often in Look, in that time period. Well, that's the thing, man. It's 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 a cringy moment in a superhero movie. In that time, it's like Tobey Maguire dancing in right? Spider-Man Three. You know, yeah, it's God, it's man. one of those moments. You realize we've got to talk like, about that at some point, don't you? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That, that day is coming. <laughs> but it's it's one of those moments where it's like, look. It's fucking terrible, mm. but it doesn't actually ruin the movie for me. Well, that's the thing. I'm, like, when it, when it comes on, I just yeah. kind of go like, oh, fuck, that's right, this happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm not <laughs> as harsh as you about it, uh, you know, not bothered as you about it. I, I kind of watched it and went, eh, whatever. 
But at the same time too, I think to myself, well, look, it's it, it serves its purpose in the movie, but for the character and the, the world of Daredevil, mm, I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird moment. But other than that, dude, what a fucking awesome movie, right? Well, and that, yeah. I and that final even... battle with Kingpin and Daredevil. Oh, dude, wow. that was so cool. Like, I mean, I love – I mean – I, I gotta, I gotta give props before we talk about uh, one of the other great things about this movie. Yeah, uh, two things. Number one, props to the casting of Karen Page as Matt and Foggy's secretary because yeah. if you know the comics, you're looking at her and you're going, "Yep, I can totally see her getting hooked on heroin um, yeah. and becoming a crack whore." Yeah, it totally fits. Like, bring her back in Born Again. Like, she. I'm sorry. I'm sure the actress is a very nice lady. But just the look they gave her, it's just like, yep, that fits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is the production design. Like, this movie looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah, like everything from Josie's Bar and Grill, which is like mm-hmm. a staple of the comics, to the courtroom scenes, to the way the city looks, um, you know, the alleyways and everything. I, I lo- honestly, you know, hot spicy take. I love Daredevil's costume in this more than I like the Netflix one. Sue me. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm a fan. I, the only thing that I didn't like about the costume was the mask. I, I, I yeah. thought the exposed neck was a bit... Uh, yeah. I mean, it sort of was a bit a of a weird choice. Yeah. It's, it's a minimal detail. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it looks... You know, because the trend at the time was to sort of follow on with keeping superhero movies a little bit fantastic, but not that fantastic. And Matt's costume in this looks like uh, something that a dude could put together himself. Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, I know, and we'll, you know, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts about the X-Men doing the full, you know, black leather look and everything. Yeah. It's kind of carry on here in Daredevil, you know, except red leather. Which, well, it funnily enough, originally in that when they started shooting this movie, because uh, I'm a nerd, um, mm. the costume was black. Daredevil's costume was black wow. in this movie. Um, Interesting. And there are some scenes that you'll notice uh, in stuff that was shot early on where the costume looks a little funky because they've digitally recolored it. Yeah, gotcha. To make it red. Um, so, yeah, the, originally when they started shooting, it was black. And I think Mark Stephen Johnson had to really fight to make it red um, because Sony were like, oh, no, everyone, black leather, X-Men have black leather and Batman has black rubber and black is what superheroes wear. It's just like, oh, fuck, I'm surprised you didn't make the Hulk black, guys. Like, <laughs> Hulk in black leather. <laughs> yeah, I'm really surprised he didn't have, like, black leather pants or something like that or he oh, turned black fuck. instead of green or... <laughs> you know, um, I mean, Gamma del Toro famously tells a story about how when he was pitching Hellboy, like one of the studio execs said, does he have to be red? <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of the mentality of studio execs at the time. Like it yeah. is a miracle and a testament to the talent of the writers and directors of these things and the creators yeah. that they actually got them anywhere close to the comics with that kind of mentality yeah, going think, on behind the, the scenes. Um, integrity for this film is is exemplary because, you know, 
um, I'm, I'm just glad we got a red costume. I'm glad that um, we didn't get black or anything. It's just a small detail that I'm glad um, didn't get overlooked. So. Oh, dude. And, I mean, even even that shot, <clears throat> even that shot, like, I mean, talking about, like, comics accuracy, mm. that shot of Matt as he's firing his billy club oh, um, as he leaps off the roof yes. at the end when yes. that amazing fuel song kicks Comic in. Comic perfect. Yeah, I mean that's that's a Joe Casada cover right there. Yeah, you know, like fuck, you know. And I think but that's I mean, one yeah, of the go, great go, things that Sony does. Really well, well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, going back to um, <clears throat> going back to uh, the fight between the Kingpin, like I love the design of the Kingpin's office with all the water streaming and everything. Like it's so cool. Like it's just so cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's fucking amazing, man. There's there's um. Ah, oh, dude, it's, yeah. so much love for this film, dude. Well, so yeah, love. I mean, it's a big, and I mean, you know, that soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, this is, soundtrack. Soundtrack. This, this is the soundtrack that, I'm sorry, made Evanescence's career. It really did. And the Lucky Devils got two songs on their soundtrack, right? They got My Immortal and Bring Me to Life. Yeah, and I mean, dude, this soundtrack was so popular and made that band so much. I knew dudes when this came out. I mean, this is like, you know, we're talking 20 years ago, so I would have been like 25. Um, I knew dudes who were like in their 40s uh, that were not fans of new metal at all that fell in love with Evanescence because of this movie well, and yeah, like, ran out and brought their album. Like, yeah, like that. The the CD single sold like hotcakes when it came out, man. I'm, oh, I'm sure. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know, I, I think what they nailed with this soundtrack was the just the diversity and the flow. Um, it was just a nice mix everything, of heavy and light, right? <clears throat> everything fits on this soundtrack. Like, there's nothing that feels out of place or forced. No. No, there's some really great highlights on this. I mean, for me personally, one of my favourite highlights is um, the team-up of Rob Zombie and Drowning Pool um, because, I mean, you know, around that time, um, Drowning Pool was still mourning the loss of their original singer, singer um, Dave. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which is a tragic loss. But, you know, um, fucking Rob Zombie, just being the legend he is, man, jumped on board and teamed up with the boys and... They delivered a kick-ass song for the soundtrack. Well, and they, um, were, they were a bit of a soundtrack staple at the time too because yeah. Bodies also made it onto the soundtrack for it Punisher. Did. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Step Up as well. Yeah, well, when they eventually replaced Dave uh, Williams, yeah, they they brought in, a, what was his name, Jason Gong, I think it was. He was the replacement singer and Step Up was their first single for, mm. um, for uh, yeah, that, that, was it Warzone? No, no, that was a Tom Jane one. Oh yeah, Tom Jane Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, look, my one, uh, you know, before before we go on with the soundtrack, uh, mm. I will say one regret is that we never got to see Affleck's Daredevil and Tom Jane's Punisher mix it up because I think that would have been great. Just a little cameo would have been fucking cool, right? I just think it would have been great because I mean, I, you know, the the sort of rivalry between Daredevil and the Punisher, like the sort of frenemy kind of thing, is yeah. You know, long established and 
I just, I always wish we'd got the sequel to this and a sequel to Tom Jane's Punisher where they both reprise their roles and, you know, had a little cameo, little fight, little something oh, to mix it up, you know, would have been cool. It's it's like, a, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but uh, one, one great cameo that never made the final cut was that fucking infamous um, Morbius cameo, uh, yeah, Morbius cameo in Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, was, um, yeah. I mean, we do. You you know Tom Jane is in Spider-Man 2, right? Oh. As the Punisher. Oh. Yeah. Um, next time you're watching Spider-Man 2, pay attention to the background of the scene at the end where Mary Jane is running through Central Park in her wedding dress. I will. And a certain Frank Castle's walking past and kind of turns and gives her a bit of a weird look. Oh, I need to. I'll I'll look that up. <laughs> that is Tom Jane, man. He did a cameo there. Wow. Um, so yeah, I I really wish. I I think having him and Ben Affleck's Daredevil uh get into a thing would have been fucking great. But yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, that soundtrack is just like it just it works for the movie. Yeah, like it so many really. Great like you know the 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 see the moment where you know Matt turns the music up. Yeah. Which I always get into arguments with with people. Yeah. But <laughs> I think uh, I think Fuel gets one of the best moments. Oh, dude! I look, that is my favorite. But before before I get into that, because I'm going to rave about that for at least a good two minutes. The, right. see, the thing is, like, people always sort of like every time I'm talking about this movie with someone, they always go, "Yeah, but it doesn't make sense that he turned the music up really loud when he's like really got really sensitive hearing." I'm like, you do realize he's doing that thing where he's like basically using the music as white noise to block out the sounds yeah. in the city, exactly. like. You get that right. Uh-huh. You always get that look where it's like, "Oh, I didn't think of that." So, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, fuel, dude. I love that fuel song. Like, it is probably one of my favorite fuel songs, if not my absolute favorite. And it is used so perfectly. And the fucking cool thing is that, like, if you listen to the lyrics, it just fits Daredevil's character it really does, so it's, well. Well, that's the thing, man. It's, it's uh, like, I, I don't think every song in the soundtrack was written for the movie, but I think I, I definitely believe the Fuel song and the uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, Rob Zombie song. song definitely was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they were written specifically for the film. I think they might, I, I think Hooverstank might have, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, there was a fucking, uh, a kick-ass soundtrack with uh, just a couple of great, uh, it's always great when a band writes a song specifically for a film, lyrically as well. Yeah. Um, I well, think that's yeah. so cool. I mean, that that Fuel track just fits it does, man. and Matt Murdock's character yeah. so perfectly. Like, it really it, does. It really, like, I mean, my hat's off to them because it's like, it's to this day one of my favourite, like, like I said, probably It and maybe Shimmer are like yeah. my to all-time favourite Fuel tracks. Yeah, I think Brett Scallions really came into his own um, after that first album, man. Like, oh, just man, really man. opened the vocals up, man. Fuck yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, something like Human is just an absolute <sighs> banger of an album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know. Uh, but that, that track, man, just, oh, my God. Like It resonates, fucking, man. It really does. It just... Yeah. It just fucking slaps like there's no getting around it and the way it's used in the movie is so perfect 
Yeah. Like, it is the perfect ending to that movie. And again, this is why, you know, this is what's sorely missing from movies right now is, is these kick-ass soundtracks, you know? Like, it's just such a great uh, gateway drug for us to find these these new bands that we fall in love with. Like, oh, man, totally. Evanescence would not be Evanescence without Daredevil. I'm sorry. No, no they wouldn't. They wouldn't. You know? Um, and I mean, I kind of miss... I don't know about you, but like rewatching this movie because I, I rewatched both the theatrical and the director's cut mm. um, through the week, mm. and I really kind of miss superhero movies ending with the big hero shot. Like I miss, Same. I miss superhero movies ending with like you know the cool soundtrack song or score kicking in, yep. and you know the hero standing on top of a rooftop with his yep. cape flapping in the breeze yep. or. In Daredevil's case, jumping off a building or, you know, Spider-Man swinging through New York or, you know, the Punisher standing on a bridge looking all fucking broody and shit. Yeah. I kind of miss that shit. Like, you could say it's lame, but I think it's cool. Like, I think it's really rad. I think it's like an establishing shot for the, you know, just the the send-off from from our favourite heroes, you know? Yeah, well, it's just um, a great, like, you know, it's a great kind of, like, the adventures will continue kind of shot. Like, Pretty it much. That, it says that to you. It's like, you know, this isn't over. Like, yeah. these guys are still going to be out there, you know, whooping ass and doing their thing. Yeah, exactly, man. I think I think those moments need to come back, man, because they're, they're fucking great. And I don't know, it, it's kind of like, you know, the I think, you know, the best one will always go to Christopher Reeve's Superman, you know, like that. Oh, will yeah, always that's be the, 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 the flying around the earth is just like, I mean, yeah, and yeah I mean, that, that was just so perfect. Even Michael Keaton's uh, on the cathedral at, at the, the end of Batman was just yeah. fucking wow, you know, like those are the wow moments at the end of the film that just makes you just fucking walk out, just literally floating. And, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, right. yeah, bring that shit back, I say. Yeah. Bring it back now. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. But uh I mean, you know, and like, you know, from from this we'd get the uh the Electra spin-off and um, <sighs> the less said about that the better. Look, I'm just gonna say this in in my closing statements, um, as we near the end, I just wanna say it was a movie. That's all. Oh yeah, and her costume was red. That's kind of what I say, well, I mean, it did have Terrence Stamp. It did bring Stick into it with, uh, I believe, yeah. Terrence Stamp played yeah. Stick. Yeah. Um, you know, is, they got kind of one late detail. As they, well. had they got a, one good detail late in the film. Yep. They had a deleted scene with Ben Affleck um, as Daredevil that wasn't in the movie, but it was on the Blu ray. Um, I do own the Blu-ray because there is, and I own the Blu-ray for one reason. Uh, I literally have, I literally watched this movie twice, I think, in my life. However, I have watched the really excellent documentary on Elektra, the comic book character, on the Blu-ray. Okay. A few times because it's, it goes for a good couple of hours. It's as good as the. creating daredevil doco on the dvd and blu-ray for this movie um and you know it interviews you know frank miller and a whole bunch of other people that have worked on Electra as a character and it's really fucking good um i'm not going to tell you you should buy the blu-ray for that uh because the sad thing is that the movie comes with it <laughs> well look if it's in a bargain bin sure 
Yeah. Know, go to your friendly neighbourhood JB Hi-Fi and just say, hey, uh, that elect- that copy of Electra, uh, I see it's twelve ninety nine, but uh, I can take it off your hands for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, you can pay me like 25 cents <laughs> to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, th- there are ways around this. But the other, the other good thing to come out of this movie um, that was not the Electra movie is uh, Mark Stephen Johnson doing Ghost Rider with Nick Cage. After, yeah, dude. Which is another great movie that mm. uh, was just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that episode, actually. That'll be fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, I mean, look, there's, in closing, there's, there's a lot of positives about Daredevil. Uh, the 2003 movie, uh, it, it really just showed us a character that, you know, deserves to be celebrated in the in the universe, in the movie universe, and uh, I'm glad it happened. Um, I, um... Backflip rules. Honestly, for me, there's nothing but positives with this movie. Like, look, all, for all my pissing and moaning about the playground fight scene, it's not destroying the movie for me my gripes with this movie are minimal and they are simply gripes based on the the tropes that pretty much every fucking comic movie had at the time Mm. like every single comic movie like i'm surprised fucking i'm surprised fucking Norman Osborn didn't kill Uncle Ben in Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised Magneto wasn't part of the well, Weapon Project. Well, that was one project. thing that fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised Magneto wasn't part of the Weapon X Project to put the yeah. adamantium in Wolverine in X-Men, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> honestly, that's how they did shit back then. Yeah. And it's, it's just the way fucking Hollywood rolled at the time it's not you know it's not a oh my god it's completely ruining the movie for me no, yeah. that's, that's not accurate and yeah. uh, you know he's the wrong height and uh yes oh fucking you cannot marry her aquaman she's not have gills that kind of shit you know um it's <laughs> look it's a great movie it's a fucking great movie it's a good time uh and as someone who fucking adores the character like i love this movie Unapologetically, um, yeah, I'm, I, I I'm will, glad it happened. I will cut any motherfucker that disagrees with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it happened, man. And uh, if you haven't seen it, fucking do it, man. It's it's a fucking great film. Ben Affleck rules. The cast is great. The soundtrack rips. Um, I think we've given you folks more than enough reason to see it if you haven't seen it. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I just I I I will never understand the hate that Affleck gets for this. Yeah. Movie. Like, it's just some weird fashion trend that, um, please, like disco, just give it up. Yeah. 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 Just give it up. Um, yeah. (laughs) Anywho, um, I'm off to Mackay this weekend for Mac Pop. At time of this recording, (laughs) I haven't packed yet, so I've got to pack, but, uh, Um, That's all good. I've got to I've got to wrap all my girlfriend's birthday presents for her birthday on Monday. Good times. Good times. So, happy birthday for Monday, babe. I love you. Yeah, um, have fun with that. <laughs> happy wrapping. By, by the time you hear this, uh, I will have wrapped your gifts. There you go. What a good boy you are, Jake. What a good boy. But um, yeah, folks, uh, that that brings us to the end of another rad episode. I'm glad we did this one. This is a fucking cool one. 
And uh, yeah, hey, I uh, before we go, yo, I see they've just set the date for Oz Comic Con in September. They have, and uh, I kind of got uh, the invite for it, and I'm just, I'm in a time time dilemma at the moment because, uh, yeah, the week before that I'm at. Uh, at Gladstone PopCon, and then the week before that, I'm at Capricorn in Rockhampton. So it's just like, holy shit, three weekends in a row, and in the working universe, that's bad business. So <laughs> I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So yeah, I've. Uh, Dude, I'm, I'm hearing you. I am, I am literally bleeding money. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, I'm, I'm just oh. like, fuck. Yeah, they, they kind of sent me the late invite as, as they like to. And uh, they said, yeah, I was going to oh, say, the they, way, were a bit, they were a bit late announcing it this year. Yeah, and, and, and then they, they followed up with, and here's the bill. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll see what they come back to me with. But, um, yeah, I've uh, sent a little inquiry. So we'll see. We'll see if there's any love from it. But yeah, um, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm literally, I'm literally having a fucking uh, Joe Exotic from Tiger yeah. King fucking week this week. You know that, yeah. that meme where it's like, I'll never fucking financially recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens, man. I, I, yeah, because, uh, you know, if, if you're one of those lucky people that uh, is listening to this show that may have caught us at Oz Comic Con a few moons ago, um, it was a fucking good time. And uh, Jake and me are ready, willing, and able to relive the magic. Yes, so, yes, we are. Yes, we are. And uh, by golly, I have not given up on that dream. So it will happen again. <laughs> oh, yes, it will happen again. <laughs> But, um, yeah, dude, well, fucking till next week. Next week's, uh, I have no idea what next week is. I don't know what we're doing next week, but I know the week after that, I believe we're starting X-Mening. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, we have a a couple of guests lined up. Yeah, it should be fun, man. It should be good times. So, um, yeah, next week will be fun. And uh, fucking have yourselves a great weekend. I know it's happening on Freaky Friday next week, but oh, yeah, I don't know I what's happening on Brad. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's only seven days away. Yeah, something like that. Uh, either, that either I can't count or uh, I don't know. Just try. Tired brain kicking in. But um, yeah, thanks for listening in, everyone. You rad motherfuckers. You have a rad weekend and tell your mates about us. Yes, like, subscribe, and uh, don't be a morosite. Yeah, please. Till then. Uh, Stay rad. Stay rad. Don't watch Electra. <laughs>